two friends, Alan Dale and Jerry Carew, who grew up just a few streets apart in St. John's East End, have been separated by Canon's geography for three decades. They came together virtually during the pandemic to chat about like-minded interests. Alan lives in PEI and Jerry in Newfoundland. Thriving in remoteness has been a common theme for both of them during the pandemic. Gale Force wins. The podcast is the result. Welcome to Gale Force Wins. Uh, I'm Alan Dale, and with me, as always, my good buddy from the east end of St. John's, Jerry Carew. How are you, Jerry? Well, Alan, you know, I'm doing well. Um, uh, I have always talked a little bit about the weather, which is either relevant or not to some people, but in Newfoundland, it's always relevant. Uh, What I am going to do today, though, is when you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to relay a little story. And Kim and Katie, just bear with us. Uh, I'm going to just tell a little story. So last week on Wednesday, my sister went back to Halifax. She was here uh, with my mom's ashes. My mom passed away on June 5th. Anyone following the podcast knows it's been a really challenging time. Well, I can tell you Wednesday for me, uh, as all the family left and went back to Halifax, it was, I was down. I wasn't, I don't normally get down, but I wasn't feeling myself. I get an email from one of our former podcast guests, so I'm just not going to reveal it right now because we don't have approval to say who this was from. But I just want to say that that letter, handwritten from someone, was very, very, very uplifting. And I'm just going to read it. Bear with me. So I found myself listening to your interview on Gale Force Winds this morning. Your story as an entrepreneur is an incredibly inspirational one, and I thank you for sharing it. Many would have quit after folding one business, but as you said, you took the risk to sink your teeth into your current business and to grow it into the business it is today. Most of the best success stories I hear about arise from desperate need, and your story fired me up this morning. So why am I writing this letter? I find myself about to welcome my first child into the world, and a good friend of mine asked us, so when are you and Jillian leaving Newfoundland? They ask the question because they see no real future here, and I've been searching myself for proof that they are wrong. I didn't have to do much research to find people like you who are driving the future of Newfoundland. Stories like yours are all I need to convince myself and others that despite the doom and gloom, we have a bright future here if we take advantage of the opportunities in front of us. Congratulations on all your your success and all the best to you and your family. Wow. Uh, I was down. Alan, you weren't feeling 100%. The letter went to someone, one of our past guests was having a rough day. It brought all of us up. So Katie and Kim, thank you for coming on today. And, and uh, you know, I just think that your story is just as inspirational. And that's the reason we're doing this. We want Newfoundlanders and all of Atlantic Canadians to understand that there's incredible stories out there and we're going to bring them to life. Hey, Alan. Jerry. And that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today. Lots of good things going on in Atlantic Canada. Lots of good things going on in Newfoundland. But all behind all of those good things that are happening, whether it's a Verifin success, whether it's a success that robotics companies are happening in Newfoundland, there's people behind every story. And that's what Gale Force Winds is all about, is finding those people and hearing their stories so that we can all together gain inspiration from one another. Because at the end of the day, a rising tide floats all boats. I'm so excited to have Katie and Kim on the podcast today. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? 
Okay, I'm Kim Hickman, uh, co-founder of Diosa Designs. And I'm Katie Thompson, the other co-founder and her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> mom, daughter. Hey, that's, that's fantastic. So mom, daughter, form a company. Where are you guys from originally? Well, we're East Enders, St. John's East Ender. I'm an East Ender, born and raised here. Katie's an East Ender, born and raised. And we still reside here. So yeah, we're, we're true blue uh, East Enders <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's, and, and by East End, where are you talking now? We, oh, St. So John's Newfoundland. Yeah, but Jerry and I are from the East End, too, so this is going to determine how far east you are, because to me, anything west of Gonzaga is out around the bay. So where are you? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we've kind of been all over the East End, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you grew up uh, around Bonnie Castle area. Kent's Pond area. Kent's say. Pond area. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, cool. Mom went away for a bit and then came back and raised me and my brother in the same area, since she loved it so yeah. much. Uh, and really, in the, your past few houses, you kept all around the same area near Rennie's River because it's just such a beautiful area. Um, you know, mom's a big uh, dog lover and loves her trails. So to be able to have access to such beautiful trails right at home is great. And I recently became a downtownie. So I live right in the heart of downtown and I absolutely love it, especially with the pedestrian mall uh, coming up in St. John's. It's great to just walk down the hill and walk down the pedestrian mall and just people watch and eat some great food. So uh, we love it here. There's something very special about Newfoundland and Labrador, the geography, the culture, the people, everything about it. And uh, and every time I return home to Newfoundland, I keep reminding myself just how amazing that place is. It really is something. And oftentimes, I think when we live in Atlantic Canada, we take the beauty of that for granted. And, you know, it's only when you go back, you've been away for a while that you really, really appreciate it. So good for you guys for kind of being there and making it so vibrant. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing now. Like you, you say that your co-founders are working together, mom and daughter. What's that all about? All right. Do you want to take them back to the very first question? We're, we're going to take you back to the very first question, which was... Good. Uh, I think it was August 2017. So we're probably up on four years now. Yep. And I said, Katie, do you have a backpack that you like that, you know, looks professional, it's functional, it does everything you want. And it's just, you know, more feminine than the ones that are out there and a little bit classier because everything was very masculine looking or very sportsy. And she said, no, I'm having the same problem. So then she'd ask one friend. And I'd ask one friend, she'd ask two friends, I asked her something. And so we got to that point, which was nobody could find a backpack that they actually liked. And there's just this real gap in the market for women uh, when it comes to backpacks. I mean, you either get, you know, the sportier backpacks that you see, um, you know, that, you know, are sold everywhere for hiking or camping, or the ones that are often uh, marketed towards women are very fashionable, but not functional at all, you know, uh, especially for, you know, modern working women to have all the electronics that you need to carry throughout your day, uh, you know, especially if you're a mom to have everything you need to carry uh, when you're a mom, and, and they're trying to sell us these teeny weeny little backpacks that don't have everything you need to carry in them. So we not only saw, you know, uh, a gap for us, but we saw a gap for all women, really. Um, so that's when we started drawing women in and having having what we called backpack yaks, where we would invite numerous women to my mom's house uh, in the East End. And we would, uh, and at one point, I think 50 women showed up and they all brought bags and they, we, they all picked out what they liked of some bags, 
didn't like with other bags. And we basically took that data and just consolidated it into the backpack that we wanted to make for everybody. Okay, that's cool. So that's that is cool. <laughs> I mean, even like the name, they named their checks backpack yeah. yaks. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so first of all, I had no idea it was a problem, and you know, and uh, wow. Okay, so this is cool. But at one of these, at some point, you must have said, "Okay, this had to be done before." We stop now. This has to be. I often find when I talk to entrepreneurs, they hit that point in the conversation or somebody says oh that's all being done but the entrepreneur says oh not necessarily i can do it better what made you okay push through so you got 50 people in there you're having the backpack yaks you know that there's a problem but this is a big big thing if you're going to kind of market and position this thing where do you go next well i guess we just said uh we uh we got to get a prototype we got to get a designer to do a prototype so um I can tell you that every one of our staff are basically full-fledged Newfoundlanders or they live in Newfoundland or have lived in Newfoundland. Some tied in Newfoundland. Yeah, there are some tied in right. Newfoundland. We love that because it's a, it's a very tight team that we have. So our designer, Leanne Avery, is a Newfoundlander and she's living in Quebec. And I got her name from a mutual a friend, another entrepreneur here in St. John's. And she's a great designer. So Leanne worked with us and we researched we we looked at every backpack on the market uh you know did we invent you know the backpack no we didn't and uh we don't take credit for that we take credit for we took a lot of things that a lot of packs had or didn't have and we made one that we thought offered everything so we kind of you know we knew we weren't you know uh reinventing the wheel yeah we we weren't going to patent a brand new thing no one ever heard of we knew that and yeah lots of competition tons of competition but we wanted to be super different and i think what we do is that you know we, we've turned the company into an empowerment uh company for women but i'll say that men are wearing our backpacks now so it's you know we're, we're not we don't exclude anybody but this was right. about us we're women and we wanted the yep. backpack it had nothing to do with segregating from anybody else um so when we decided to, you know, get this backpack going, we researched and what's out there and how can we do it? So we did eight prototypes. Now, COVID really kind of messed us up. You know, we had 18 months of like everybody in the world, everything got put on hold, everything took forever. But after eight prototypes, we finally got our bag and we made ourselves different. We are, we get back to women's empowerment centers. Right now we work with one in Guatemala we joined 1% for the planet. So we give back, this is our, our revenue. We give back at the end of the year, 1% to these two causes that we believe in. And everything we do in our bag, we think about it. You know, how does it have impact? Impact on the environment, impact on women, impact on the world. Uh, we're almost, we're hoping getting our B Corp certification. I don't know if you guys have seen much about the B Corp world. Um, well, what's that, Kim? Super interesting. Uh, I'll let Katie take over that part. I talk a lot. <laughs> no worries. So uh, yeah, so B Corp is basically um, a, a, a set of checks and balances for businesses for good. So these are businesses that, um, you know, are really pushing for in every um, aspect of their company for sustainability, uh, for fair treatment of workers. Um, you know, it goes down the list of, of, of just being a business for good about what a business in this, you know, modern world should look like. And sustainability is a big one for us, especially in, you know, a, a retail product-based um, uh, company, you know, we don't want to put more junk into the world, right? So we no. made 
I'm sure that, you know, our, our leathers are made of vegan leather and our lining of our backpack is made from recycled water bottles. Uh, so we really wanted to, you know, put something out there that was good for the earth as well as good for, you know, um, women and for carrying them throughout their day. And, and I will say the name Diosa means goddess in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, Katie and I, we, we have a lot of ties to Guatemala, which is why we work with Empowerment Center there as well. But <clears throat> we just love the Mayan culture. So we really wanted to have some kind of a, I guess, uh, we wanted the company to stand for, you know, uh, yes, support the Mayan uh, women, uh, but also just um, make women feel like goddesses. We want people to put on that backpack and say, I feel amazing. And we all, well, male, female, non-gender, I mean, anybody wants to feel amazing, but that was the purpose behind our bag. We want every person to buy it and feel good about it because you're supporting women, you're supporting the planet, and you're feeling good about a purchase that you've made that's going to solve your day-to-day issues. So that's, that's the empowerment thing for us that we empower others and uh, we're hearing the fantastic feedback. So, so you're entering into the backpack market. Let me ask you this. Did anyone tell you you're crazy? Did anyone say that? Every day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I, I can't help but think, you know, all of the people that, you know, when you're going into an industry to go into a crowded market like that, I was thinking if you guys were on shark tank, I can only imagine what Kevin O'Leary would say, you know, <laughs> But uh, that's fantastic, Alan, isn't it? Oh, no, 100%, right? And that's a, that's a true entrepreneur. They push through that stuff. You, you push through that and you've got a vision. And if your vision is you want people to feel fantastic when they put it on and you want to empower them, that's different than just making a backpack. That's a, that's a whole different approach, right? What's the connection to Guatemala? So tell me about that. Well, um, I, was, I had another company with uh, two other gals I met. Um, I did Habitat for Humanity Bills around the world. And I met these two crazy ladies from Ontario. And we formed a company called Give, Get, Go. So we take people to different countries and we do bills. So it was like Habitat, but we would do the after uh, travel part. So Katie would come on a couple of them and um, we just fell in love with Guatemala. We love the people. We have really good friends there. And even though we don't do as many of the bills anymore, because we've helped a school build six classrooms. And then I, we've taken over 50 Newfoundlanders on these trips. And there's probably been over 200 people, I think close to 300 have gone down on trips. Um, so we keep going back to Guatemala because we love it. And we just go there for vacation because we just love it. But the people and the the, the women weavers, um, and it's, it's kind of nice, Katie actually interviewed uh, a woman weaver when we were there one time, uh, her background is journalism. Uh, so maybe you can just tell them a little bit about that. that yeah. Uh, well, interview. I think I'm, um, um, the women weavers of Guatemala really inspire us because it's a very maternal art. So it's passed down from grandmothers to mothers, to daughters, sisters, aunts. Um, so that was really inspiring for us uh, to go and see that. And, uh, but you know, there are some uh, very impoverished areas of that country um, and our friends down there who we uh, converse with a lot, you know, say some areas need help. And, and a lot of these women need help to, um, you know, not only learn this craft, but be an entrepreneur and able to sell the craft. And often they're the breadwinners of their family. Um, so it was a really inspiring story when we were down there. And we knew that we wanted this aspect of the company, the, the, 
the, you know, DOSA for good um, is to give back to these empowerment centers. And especially um, over the pandemic, I mean, Central America has been hit very hard. The vaccination rate has not been very high. Um, you know, things are, are, are definitely not as great as they are um, up here in North America. So we really wanted to have that aspect of our company help. And, and not only is it helping them, it's, it's helping them, you know, uh, lift themselves up to sell their own, um, you know, products. So we do actually have a few products on our website now uh, that were woven um, for us by this empowerment center in Guatemala. Your, your entrepreneurial spirit and your desire to help others, it, it's, uh, it's impressive. You can feel it. It's, uh, it's great. Where does it stem from? I mean, you, you, this doesn't happen overnight. Like, is there entrepreneurship in your family? Is there this <laughs> desire to give back to your community and to others? Does that run deep into your family? Tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, well, my father <clears throat> was uh, in the car business and he was three generations. And now we're down to five generations in that family business. Uh, I've always kind of done my own thing. But of course, there's always talk at the dinner table about, work and being an entrepreneur and, you know, you got to put a lot of hours in and there's a lot of frustration and, you know, all those worries that come with an entrepreneur. So I guess by osmosis, it just kind of got in me. And then of course, Katie's always heard me because I've had a few businesses during her, her growing up days. Uh, so she's seen me as a businesswoman. And uh, then when we decide to come together, like we work really well together and uh, she can call me out and I don't get upset <laughs> and we can uh, bounce off stuff with each other. And, um, and it was just that we have the same love and we have the same, you know, it, the give back, like we've always done volunteer work. We're just those type of people. And, you know, I believe in altruism. I think you should volunteer and feel good about it. Nothing wrong with it. And I also feel that if you want to give in your own backyard, that's cool. If you want to give somewhere else, that's cool. And it, and it is about how you feel about giving back. Uh, but yeah. we we try to keep a well-rounded view on who we give back to. And, and it's not just Guatemala. It would be, you know, we would work with an empowerment center in St. John's where we're just starting to kind of get our, our brand out there about what we do. So I guess, you know, business and giving back, I, I consider our business a business with a social conscience. We're not a, we're not a social enterprise because no one's depending on us to you know run a business so that they can have an employment or survive. Um, so the, the give back is that little piece. Uh, the bag, uh, the, the vegan bag is not made in Guatemala because they just don't have the infrastructure. So that was made in China. And I got to clarify that because we've kind of got these two different worlds going. <laughs> we got Guatemala and China. And they're like, oh, who's, what are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. We, we're very worldly people. We travel a lot. We've seen a lot of the world. And yeah, we just embrace kind of all these experiences. And that's what this company is all about. Tell me, okay, so that you, you've tapped into another area that I'd like to explore, your travel, your, your desire to travel and see different things. Travel is an amazing form of education. You open your eyes to see other cultures and look at things through different lenses and you get a, you, I think you walk away better because of it. Um, tell me a little bit about some of your journeys together, your travels together that may have formed the foundation of this company. Yeah, well, I guess our big one would have been our Guatemala trip um, in March 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, so that trip was just me and my mom. We had gone a few times together with groups to do builds. Um, but this time it was just for the two of us. And it was really the, the very beginnings of Diosa uh, and trying to figure out, you know, how is this company going to give back and how does Guatemala 
play a part in that. Um, so while we were there, we went to an incredible women's empowerment center and got to meet these women and, and see their families and see them bring their children to work while they did the ancient art of weaving. And we got to see how the empowerment center teaches women to, you know, learn all these business skills and entrepreneurial skills. And I think we were just so in awe by that because we're like, that's, that's what we, we feel like we need to do. Like, that's what we feel like our, our, you know, maybe life's purposes is to, um, you know, help fulfill these centers, um, in places where women might, may not have, uh, you know, such opportunities that we've had in North America. Uh, so that was a really big thing for us. Um, you know, and when we were in Guatemala, we, we traveled all over, we went to Tikal, which is the, um, what is that? The ancient Mayan ruins. Yep out there and uh you know to see that was incredible uh so that was a really special trip for us and i really think that was the, kind of the beginnings of of dio said the beginnings of the the social conscious part of it and uh you know like my mom said we're we're starting in guatemala but we're not stopping there you know we really want to find um women empowerment centers all over the world we consider ourselves a global company even though we've started right here in st john's you know we consider ourselves a global company we consider ourselves a global give back company um so we really want to you know, empower women that's at, at the forefront. And I'll say this, like, you know, feminism was never a bad word in my house, right? Uh, when <laughs> I grew up, it was something I was known from a very young age. Uh, my mom is a very strong woman and has always instilled in me to be a very strong woman uh, and to completely rely on yourself. And it is just throughout my own life, I've just noted that I want to do that as well, you know, inspire other women and, and lift them up and empower them. <laughs> I was going to say, mom, how does that make how does that make you feel, your business partner talking about you? I know. You've inspired her. I know. And, you know, it, I, I think we, I, I, I'm just so proud of Katie. And, and, you know, we've had, you know, challenges with all kinds of businesses. And, and this is her first time in a business. And I had to tell her about this incident. And, like, she just became a leader. And the staff looked up to her. And, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, she really, she's got it. Like, she's she's going to lead this company when I retire. <laughs> and uh, she's, uh, it's it's such a cool feeling to work together, you know, and she, she flips between mom and Kim, mom and Kim. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but but uh, at the end of the day, we uh, we think alike, and but we both have different opinions about things. And that's what keeps us, I think, working even better, because we both challenge each other. And what Katie brings to the table is a completely different a set of, you know, skills and tools and ideas than I do. So, yeah, I love, I, it just makes me so proud. I get really, like, makes me feel great because <laughs> we, we, uh, we it, love each other, like business, mom, friends, daughter, whatever we are. Oh, that way, well, yeah, fantastic. I mean, uh, it, you're right. I think that the key in business is recognizing your strengths and your limitations and, and, and working, I mean, Jerry and I have that ourselves in our own, you know, business ventures that we both have skills and that we both have strengths and weaknesses and we kind of seem to work well together on certain things. And it seems like you have that, but I have to tell you, most people would say, I am not going into business with my <laughs> family. I mean, there must be challenging points and you, you, you push through, but at the end of the day, it must be absolutely amazing to build something together. That that must be something very very special, to not only be you know a mom daughter business partners together, but to build somebody in that context, it build something in that context must be so very very special. Am I right? It, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I, I I feel very fortunate that I can work with my daughter and that we uh, we we're on the same page. Like we just are on the same page, and it's awesome. 
So I get asked like a very, very basic question. The product that you make or products that you make, how does it separate itself? Tell me a little bit about that, why people should look at that. Like what, what is it about the product? Uh, yeah, well, uh, the biggest thing for us is, and this is what I say to everyone when I'm, you know, doing my sales pitch is that our backpack truly meets at the intersection of, uh, fashion and function and not a lot of women's backpacks on the market do that. And you, and we've, we've talked to the women, you can ask the women as well. Not a lot of products do that. Uh, so our backpack boasts about 20 plus features and, uh, we've really thought, down to the very last detail of this backpack and and what it can offer uh you know so i'll just name off a few um there's a charging port on the outside of the backpack so you can have a charging block on the inside and charge your phone on the go that was a big one for us uh the backpack converts into a messenger style bag actually so you can wear it one of two ways uh, it comes with an extra uh, evening uh, bag inside or a cosmetic bag, because as women, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> so yeah. there's one of them. Uh, nice. We have we have a lot of stuff, so we have to separate it and, and it just keeps everything separate. I mean, that's really what the Maya backpack, which is our, our first backpack that we've launched. Uh, that's really what it does. It, um, you know, and it has a, you know, a trolley cover so you can, you know, slip it over your luggage when you go to the airport. Right. So just down to every feature, every feature, uh, you know, a woman has asked that they wanted the backpack yak. We put them all together and made sure that this backpack gave you everything that you needed. Like you won't need another backpack basically. Is what we said once you have this one. And we've been told that now that we have it in, in the hands of our customers that they don't want another backpack, that this is the one, uh, you know, that it takes them from 6 a.m. to the gym to, you know, getting the kids to daycare, to going to work, to meeting a friend for coffee, to going home and making supper and, you know, then getting evening drinks like it, you know, a, a full day that a woman has, this backpack is meant to support that. Oh, we got to copy that down. I like that. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's funny, Alan, as you're, talk, as you're talking, Katie, uh, my, I use my children's backpacks. My wife buys new ones every year. And every year there's a new backpack or two because I have two children come into the house and I'm always picking between one or the other. Uh, as you're talking, um, the animated pictures is how we created the perfect backpack is playing. And it looks fantastic. So, yeah, I can see why men are using it as well, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's not even that feminine, but it's just no. that women designed this. And yeah. we support women, you know. But the men are saying, what about us? What about us? I'm like, okay, tell well, me what you want. I'm not going to suck up to you both now, but women should be designing a lot more stuff, you know. <laughs> right? this is now, I'm not about. trying to suck up. I'm not. <laughs> well, we, we got a lot more coming down the line, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> So, uh, so are you're marketing globally, I guess, are you? And, and, and how are you marketing? Are you separating yourselves differently in, in that respect? Or how does, uh, how does that all play out? Yeah. So, uh, you know, right now we're, we're definitely sticking to North America. It's uh, we got to do one part of the world at a time. Right. So we're sticking to North America and soon we will have a Spanish version of our website uh, live. So that will be great. We're so influenced by Spanish culture. So to be able to, you know, have the website fully in Spanish uh, for people of Latin America, uh, I mean, that's going to be really amazing because we, yeah. you know, and basically want to say thank you because we've been very inspired um, by, you know, well, it's in our name, Dio is is uh spanish for goddess right um so right now just marketing in, in north america and uh, you know just making sure that we're reaching all pockets and 
when we did a, we did a Kickstarter actually uh, last November to um, raise funds for our first product, the Maya. And we, we got, um, you know, backers from all over the world. We got them from Singapore and Thailand and Cambodia, Israel, Israel, the UK, Italy. I mean, you know, we were really getting people all over the world having eyes on our product, which was so, so, so cool. Um, so we know that we have, you know, possibly a big place in the Asian market, um, uh, you know, to get our bags out there because they are a very, um, you know, um, bag focused uh, culture out there, right? I mean, like us as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, we do want to consider ourselves a global company. I mean, we'll, we'll always be proud that we started here in Newfoundland. Uh, but we know that what we have to offer, our product has to offer, can help any person anywhere across the world. And and the one thing I'll add is, you know, when we, when we started doing pre-sales for our bag, which was uh, June 2020, <clears throat> Katie and I reached out to our community, which was our St. John's Newfoundland community. And we were blown away by the support of our friends and family who got us launched. Like they bought something. They didn't even know what it was. I'm sure they thought we were crazy because we kept telling about the backpack. And anyways, we, we had most beautiful support from people and that, you know, that revenue that we generated helped us launch to the next part of our, our company. And then the Kickstarter, again, another huge support from friends and family and people around the world launched us again. So if it wasn't for our local Newfoundland community, we wouldn't be here today. Like, honestly, if we didn't have the support of Newfoundland, and I think as Newfoundland, you're really proud of people who start businesses, and you're really proud that you know somebody who's going to try to make a go of it. And so you're going to get behind them. And wow, like when I tell people about how many Newfoundlanders have the bag, and now we're now we have a problem because they go out and now they they all have the same bag. So no one can tell who has what bag because now all the friends are all getting the bag. So. It's like a, a wine glass. You're going to need some sort of thing at the bottom. So you know which yeah, wine is yours. Yeah, we're going to need identification markers. Yeah. We're, we're already looking into it. Yeah, we're looking into it. So uh, yeah, so if I could just even say that, like we are, we aspire to be a global company. I want Diosa to be a household name. I want people to look at our logo and say, oh, that's a Diosa. That's, that's how high we are aiming. But I can't not thank the grassroots and the support we had from just Newfoundlanders. It was beautiful. There's something very special about Newfoundland and Labrador is that they, people want to see you thrive. They want to see you be successful. They, they embrace you. You know, we've had people on the podcast that are new to, that are newcomers to Canada, newcomers to, to Newfoundland. And they talk about the warmth of the embrace that they received from Newfoundland, but even Growing up in the East End, you still get the warm embrace from the people that want to see you be successful. <laughs> to me, it doesn't sound like work. It sounds like you're so passionate about what you're doing. It, it probably doesn't seem like work. Am I right? And that's our entire team. I mean, we yeah. have a team of seven right yeah, now. Seven. We have a team of seven right now. And so, you know, that's a lot for, and, and, you know, you know, me and Ma are definitely the faces of the company, sometimes the co-founders, but we also would not be able to do what we do without our team. Our team is incredible. And like we said, they all have ties to Newfoundland one way or another. Um, a, a very strong group of women and, and one man um, mm -hmm. who uh, have helped us create this vision and have made it come to life. And we, we would not be anywhere without 
about them, even though, you know, we often get the press. <laughs> um, but, you know, the for the team as well, you know, uh, you know, we have some highly, highly professional people on our team. Like, you know, Leanne Avery is, uh, you know, an incredible designer with, you know, work in huge brands across Canada. But she loves this company and she loves what she does here. And we love her. We can't lose her. But she uh, she has such passion for what she does. And, and you see that in the backpack. You see that in every little detail, every design, everything is so thoughtfully, um, you know, thought of uh, that it's it's truly incredible to watch this truly professional person love their craft and love their work so much. And, and another true testament to how tight our team is, our uh, e-commerce uh, director, uh, Christina Adams, she says to me, I'm never in a bad mood after our meetings. <laughs> it's amazing. We're always smiling and happy. She's like, you know, most meetings are like, oh my God, what am I going to do in this meeting? I'm going to be over with. We don't. We all like big smiles on our faces. We're all energized. Everybody's helping each other. So I, we're just having a ball. And I know that our team is too. So it's, and, it's really amazing. Well, that, that's really important. I mean, Alan, you reflect on uh, one of our guests said, you know, the, the, the minutia of business every day actually can get you down. At the end of the month, hopefully there's profit, but the ups and the downs can get you down. So listening to you talk, you know, about uh, Christina being up after the meetings, it's, you might as well be up because when you're down, it's no fun, is it? You know, no. you're not getting it anywhere. No. It's a hundred percent. I, it's, I love talking with passionate entrepreneurs because I never ever have I never have to ask them about the team I never have because it just naturally flows mm -hmm. leaders like yourselves tend to celebrate the people that are working alongside you you bring them to the forefront and it's the very reason that you bring them to the forefront that they're so happy to work with you every day that's the reason they have smiles on their faces because they feel part of your vision. In fact, they're helping define your vision. They all too, I'm certain, want to give back. They're all doing this for the right reasons, right? And so that's a beautiful thing when all this comes together. But make no mistake about it, that comes deep in your ability to lead people and your ability to show them a vision and include them in it. And that's why everybody's so happy in your team. That must make you feel good. Oh, it makes us feel amazing. It is. It's a great feeling. Yeah. And we're, we're yeah. just so thankful to them. We actually had our uh, Diosa barbecue last night where we had everyone over to get together. And, you know, it, it doesn't even feel like a work function. It just feels like great friends getting together, happy to chat, you know. And it was funny. Um, uh, Leanne, our product designer, actually brought our new product uh you know, um, to the barbecue and had everyone, you know, have a look at it and rate it. And it was just fun. People were waiting in line. And these, and these, these are some people's spouses. They're waiting yeah. in line to rate these products because they're so excited to get their hands on them and see them. You know, that's the kind of, you know, passion and, and, and you know, the electric feeling around this, this team is that everyone is so jazzed to, to be a part of this, even if it's somebody's spouse who's just there for the hot dogs. At the end of the day, he's rating what purse he likes best or which backpack he likes best, you know? It's energizing, right? And that energy fuels you. It's just like it, it's like an, it's like a self-licking ice cream cone. You just keep the energy going and it just fuels you and you want to do more. And the people that are winning on that are the people that you're supporting around the world and in your community, right? Not only supporting by 
creating jobs, but supporting through your charitable donation. So this is a real win-win venture. You're to be celebrated for it. I I can't help but draw a St. John's analogy that everybody rowing together like this, you would probably win the regatta if you enter (laughs) into the, you know, because you all seem to be leaning into it the same way. You know, oftentimes on, on Gale Force Winds, we love to hear people's journey and uh, and their their pathway to what they're doing. And where, where do you see your company going next? What's over the horizon for you? I know you want to be a global company, but what's, what's over the horizon? Where do you want to get to? Well, uh, have you guys heard of the word BHAG, Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal? Yes. So <laughs> if you have a BHAG, so my BHAG, Katie and I, we talked about it. We'd love to have a Dios Empowerment Center in the 192 countries around the world. Now that's like that's a BHAG. That's up. That's there. yeah. Yes. But you know we strive high because you have to. And, you know mm-hmm. you may never get there, but if you're not ambitious, you won't survive in business. I mean you have to be thinking about the next best thing. So that's way up there, uh, Elena. I will say that. But I think for us, it's just getting product to market and just making people say, I love that bag. It makes me feel good about buying it. And I, I feel good, you know? So I think that's, that's really our message every day. Yeah. And also just, you know, um, looking in for ways to be more sustainable in our entire process, you know, from designing it to the supply uh, chain to receiving the bag. I mean, we're really, Uh, You know, Leanne, our designer, especially is really striving for sustainability in every step of the way, because we know how important that is to us uh, about caring for the world. So, you know, I think eventually we'd love to have like a fully compostable backpack. (laughs) You know, I don't know how far in the future that can be, but we're already looking at alternative leathers like cacti leather is one that we're looking into in Mexico, Uh, you know, seeing how that leather stacks up to the vegan leather. Uh, you know, so we're already looking at some really, uh, truly innovative alternative textiles, uh, you know, that places like Mexico are, are pushing out as that's saying that, you know, they don't require a lot of water to make, uh, you know, they're harm free, we're not using animals. So, you know, it's it's a really interesting, you know, neither me or mom have been in this business before. So that's all brand new to us. Yeah. But also, it's great to find out these, uh, you know, pockets of, of the earth where people are, are striving for sustainability as well. It's so important in 2021 to be a business, a sustainable business, you know, like, I I really feel strongly about that. And I really want um, Diosa to kind of feel proud about um, every step of the way we have sustainability in mind. And and we use the term ethically sourced, because, you know, we do have a vegan leather backpack, but that wasn't made from organic product. And now we're looking at recycled leather. So actual leather that's been reused. So, you know, we, we try to look at how can we use a product and we're not vegans and, and we don't profess to say, you know, we won't use leather, but we want to do it right. So if right. we're going to do it, we want to think about what we're doing and how we, how we put it into a product that we feel good about. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I did a project uh, a few years ago, more than a few years ago uh, at university when I was studying communications. And one of the, the project was about, uh, take one article of clothing that you have and eth- and go through the whole thing to find your most ethically sourced piece of clothing. And 
I thought that would be pretty easy. <laughs> it was hard. Like every item that I went down, it, I came to a roadblock. I said, oh, goodness, I can't believe they did that or they chose that path or whatever. It's really interesting to, to hear you talk about this is where your head is. We want to make sure this is an ethically sourced product. I'll tell you the one that I settled in on was um, my Fluvog shoes. That's the ones that I could, they were the ones that uh, rose to the top. So that, there you go. But congratulations for doing that. And, and well done, because you're right. If, if all companies thought like this, I think the world would be in great shape, right? Uh, and many are, many are. Many companies just like you are thinking the same ways that we've got to you know, help this planet. We can't just take and take and take. And I think that you, you're right on the right track there. You've had a wonderful journey. It's clear to me that you love what you're doing. It's clear to me that you love working together. And it's clear to me that you have a great deal of respect for one another. So that's fantastic. Um, we ask our guests to leave the audience with a takeaway. Like, you know, you've done some great things and had business in the past, you've traveled around the globe, you're building something here, you've got a great team around you. What would your piece of advice be individually or together? What would that big takeaway be for our audience? Well, you give yours. I mean, we have the same one. Maybe we have something different. <laughs> um, someone told this me, uh, me this a while ago. Um, so I have a background in journalism, so big on storytelling. And and someone said to me, "Only you can tell your own story." And it's it's very simple uh, phrase, but it's very impactful when you start to think about it. You know, uh, we're going up against a very crowded industry, but we only have our story to tell, and our story is very different from everyone else's, and only we can tell it. Uh, so that keeps me and my mom driving throughout this is that this is our vision, you know, whether we, you know, is similar to other people's visions, only we can tell it and only we can see it through to the end. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's pretty good. And I would say for me, and this advice came to me from Katie's dad. <laughs> uh, he said to me a long time ago, if you're going to start a business, make sure you have something that people need every day. And that's always stuck with me in the different businesses I've done. And women need bags every day. Like you, we don't go anywhere without a bag. <laughs> we just don't. So um, yeah, that would be my advice back to people. Anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, just make sure you can provide or, or have a service or whatever product that people need every day. Because that's how I think businesses will survive. 100%. Jerry, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there's a lot you've presented here. Uh, I can't help but think about, you know, the fact that you design products to help women unlock their inner goddess, which is a beautiful thing. Um, I couldn't help but reflect on my mom, who became a widow at 43, incredibly strong woman. In fact, she was a goddess, didn't necessarily know it. So if you two can actually help some woman like my mom become or, or understand that they actually are a goddess. That I think is, is probably worth its weight in gold because if they don't know, they can't be the goddess that you want them to be. So if you two can help them and this podcast might inspire someone to become there, I think you're, you're going to do something. Be awesome. Well, thanks for that. That's awesome. 
Well, another wonderful edition of Gale Force Winds, and, and what an absolute pleasure it was to talk with Katie and Kim and where uh, Diosa is going. And Diosa, as we talked about, is the Spanish word for goddess. And goddess, really, form of definition of goddess would be uh, someone of superior charm and intelligence. I would say, Kim and Katie, you have that. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So, I think this is a fascinating journey that you've been on. You're coming from a good place. You're going to a good place and you love doing it along the way. And that to me is very inspirational. I certainly look forward to getting my hand on one of these very functional backpacks. And there's a lot of women in my life. I have a daughter, wife, four sisters. I'm sure everybody would like to get their hands on one of these Backpack. So I look forward to it for sure. Listen, thank you both very much for uh, joining us here on Gale Force Winds. It's really been our pleasure. And I too like to leave the audience with my own piece of advice. And, and quite frankly, the world needs more Kim and Katie. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Ellen. Thank you guys very, very much. And we had to include Maya, the other, other member of the team, the backpack in our last shot because, uh, she, she got us to where we are today as well. That's what we call our mind. Absolutely. Impressive. Absolutely impressive. Thank you. Thank you for your time, guys, and, and including us. We're honored to be here today. It was, it was really amazing. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W-I-N-S dot com.